Good morning. How are you? Uh, who are you with now? I should know this. Uh, who are you working with now? <laughs> That's okay. My group is called BOE Classic Lending Group. So our parent company, if you will, is Bank of England Mortgage, which is maybe not the England you think of. We're out of England, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But uh, all of our operations for our branch here are local in the um, athens Oconee area. Uh, perhaps you've seen the billboards. I saw the Facebook um, post yesterday. Uh, that, that, and I'll let you tell the story about the phone call because it's a great story. But it spurs the conversation because it, it is an interesting point that you make here. So you get a call, and it's, I guess, a robocall. Somebody trying to hook you into a mortgage deal, and it, which is funny in itself because that's what you do for a living. Pick it up from there. What happens with this phone call? Yeah, so, you know, when you are in a self-based business, you answer your phone whether you know the number or not. And as... Um, as the woman says, she has a licensed mortgage loan officer on the line to speak with me. I thought, hmm, <laughs> what could this be about? And um, I had a feeling it would be fun because it's actually not the first time it's happened. But she said, well, we've reviewed your file and we've identified that you're a great candidate for a refinance. And I interrupted her before she could even finish the sentence and started laughing because I know what interest rate I have and I know what interest rates we have now. And I am, in fact, not a great candidate for refinancing. <laughs> and when I informed her of all of this, there was an audible click, and she was gone. <laughs> so she called me, but she clearly did not like my response. No, that, that and that's that had to be kind of unique for her as well, because typically people hang up on the robocallers. You were the one who was on the receiving <laughs> end uh, of getting so the click in your ear. Yeah, okay, but it spurs the conversation because you go on to say, and in, in talking about this, you say, okay, yeah, really, and this is your business, right? I mean, this is what you do, and so you're, you're, it's a challenge, I'm sure. Right now ain't the best time for me and for a lot of folks, maybe most folks, to think about refinancing our mortgages. It, it may be exactly the worst time. But for some people, it is still something that you may want or need to do. Uh, step us through that. Who are we talking about? Yeah, so, I mean, if you've got folks who have really outgrown their current house, um, but they are not wanting to pay current prices or can't compete in today's market because it is very, very competitive. They might be looking at, you know, adding a bedroom or adding a bathroom. Of course, there's costs associated with that as well. But a lot of folks out there have more equities than they ever thought they would in their homes because of these rising values. And so some are taking advantage of that and making their current homes exactly what they want them to be. Um, if you're somebody who has, um, you know, high revolving debt, if you've got credit cards that you're paying 20, 22, 25% on, you're never going to dig out of that mm. the easy way anyway, unless, um, or, or at least an option would be again, tapping into all that equity that you have in your home. So cash out refis, um, are occasionally still happening for that purpose. And then unfortunately you have changes in family dynamics. So divorce leads to refi. Um, you know, different things like that can still cause people to refi, even though it may not be simply, oh, this is a better rate. This is going to reduce my mortgage payment. Instead, it might actually just reduce your overall monthly debt payments, which can help you get ahead in other ways. Again, Jenny Terrell with us here another few minutes, the BOE group by here in Athens and, and, and in the mortgage lending business. As we say, what are the rates? Uh, they were in the threes and now up in the what the fives and the sixes here in Georgia? They're in the fives for sure for primary residents. Um, they're going to be higher if you're purchasing a second home or an investment property. It used to be the second home rates were the same as primary residence rates, and that changed within the last several months 
and um, I think you know a big driving force behind that is because it is so competitive for home buyers to be able to buy new primary residences. Um, but I think the industry is is trying to um, remove or make it a little harder for the competition who wants to buy non-owner occupied homes. Um, so that we can get more people in occupied homes, owner-occupied. You know, I'm suddenly thinking that we need to put all of this in perspective, and maybe you've been doing this for a few years. Maybe you can speak to this. I I bought my first home. It was actually down in Tallahassee, and we're talking now mid-'90s. And as I recall, I got an interest rate in the the sevens, which at the time really Mm -hmm. felt like a bargain, right, because they had been higher. But, okay, (laughs) I'm paying 7.5 or whatever for a little townhouse in Tallahassee. Uh, But but. Everything's perspective, right? When it's 3% and suddenly it becomes 5% or 6%, we start screaming about spikes in interest rates. But historically, these are still actually attractive rates. Yeah, so I've been in the business since 2004. This is not the highest I've ever seen rates. I've seen them in the sevens as well. Um, I bought my first house, I think, in 2002, and my rate was 5.875. And I remember my dad said, this is just nuts, and you're never going to see rates this low again. (laughs) Boy, was he wrong. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, it is all about perspective, and we always see this. So anytime rates are in a certain range for a little while and then bump to the next. So when you go from threes to fours, it's there. It's, oh, my gosh, it's so high. Well, it's really not, but it is all perspective. And our perspective has been skewed for the last two years because these pandemic low rates yeah. were just so unheard of. Um, and what we really need to get back to a healthier housing market where you don't have 17 offers on a house like I heard about over the weekend. Mm. Um, you know, it's great for sellers, but you know what? Most of those sellers are going to be buyers at some point um, if they haven't been through it already. So it's just tough all the way around. Which is exactly why. I mean, we, we moved into our home. Uh, we, we sold a bigger home, downsized into a smaller home back in 2018, summer of 2018. And I, I've said jokingly over the years since that, that my next home is going to be a funeral home. I don't want to move again. <laughs> but at some point, some Somebody is going to just throw some insane amount of money out there that I can't turn down. Okay, but then, as you mm-hmm. point out, i got to go live someplace else and go through all the hassle That's that right. comes with that. So, I don't know. I know you had for a while, you had people, well, we'll rent and we'll wait it out. And then the rental prices go through the roof. So, they're, they're really, they're, you're yeah, not going to gain the system here. No, no. They're tough to find, too. I mean, I've been talking to people who've been renting for a while now and who've been looking at buying for the last two years. And there's so many people who've said, you know, we're going to wait and see if things cool off. And if you compare not only home prices, but also interest rates and what has happened over the last two years, you know, they likely would have been better off if they'd been able to find the right house at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we just we got to adjust those numbers and make sure everybody knows what they are um getting into and make sure they are prepared for it. But there are still lots of people out there buying homes. Like I said, I I know of one in particular that had 17 offers just last weekend. So. I don't know, finally, uh, Jenny, I don't know what kind of crystal ball or classified information you have access to, but, but what do you see? If we have this conversation a year from now, what does it sound like? Well, I, certainly no crystal ball and no projections. Our hope, and if you listen to some of the market experts out there, the hope is if the Fed can get inflation in check by rising or by raising their interest rate, which, of course, is not a direct impact on mortgage rates, but does have an indirect because it, of course, impacts the economy. 
um, you know, that is there is a decent chance that we will see rates come back down. Now, I don't think that means we're talking twos, maybe not even threes, but I think if we can get, you know, back into the fours, then a lot of the people who are buying sort of at the height of this market and, and getting in the fives, they may have an opportunity to refi to a better rate in the coming years. You know, those of us in the business have thought for a while now that we're probably never going to refi people again because mm. all these people are refining to these crazy low rates. But the fact of the matter is, you know, families grow and need bigger homes or they downsize. And so it, it's just sort of this ever-changing um not only economy, but also market. And our hope, anyway, of course, is we get to a healthier housing market and can settle these rates back down a little bit. Uh, Jenny Terrell, the BOE Group here in Athens, Mortgage Lending. Thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck moving forward. Thanks, Tim. Have a great day.